This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 60 minutes of insight and analysis on the Volunteers and Titans. Powered by the Outkick Network. This is the Tennessee Power Hour with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow. Welcome into the final episode of the Tennessee Power Hour served up by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Always enjoy responsibly 45.5% alcohol by volume. I say the final, maybe maybe not the final forever, but the final for this 2022-2023 season. We have had so much fun talking Titans, talking Vols every single week on the Tennessee Power Hour and it is powered by Outkick and served up by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Alongside Jonathan Hutton, I'm Chad Withrow. Huge thanks to our sponsors, including our sponsor of this segment throughout this season, Two Rivers Ford. Don't pay too much for your new Ford. Custom order it from Two Rivers Ford just outside of Nashville. Also, they've got in-stock inventory. It's back at Two Rivers Ford. I was over there just a week ago. They have got every vehicle that you have been looking for. Explorers, Edges, Expeditions. All of them, Broncos, on the lot, ready to go at Two Rivers Ford. I know about this company because I've been buying from them. My family's been buying from them for years. Give Two Rivers Ford a call today at 800-900-1000. That's 800-900-1000 or online at tworiversford.com. Hutton on Sunday, over 55 million people watched the AFC Championship game as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs battled Joe Burrow and the Bengals. That's the most watched conference championship game in the last four years, AFC or NFC. And I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking about the Titans and how this applies to the Titans. Hutton, when you watch these playoffs, not just this game, what does it remind you and what should Titans fans be focused on this offseason because of those games? That a strong run game and pass protection paired with a great defense can win. Now, you still need the quarterback, but you can have success in this league, this time of year especially, and compete to advance to the next round. And the Titans, if you think about what they have, you know, there's been a big focus on what they don't have, what they're lacking. If you think about who they have, they have the biggest question mark answered in regards to a big piece to the overall playoff puzzle. Because while these quarterbacks are spinning it, look at the rushing numbers and look at Derrick Henry. When you look at these 2022 playoffs, we're reminded that you can win without elite quarterback play. And the, the, the numbers for these QBs are great during the season, but it's not like they're otherworldly. Um, week in and week out this time of year, especially given some of these weather conditions, Chad. And I don't feel like any of the four teams got great quarterback play consistently. Look, Mahomes and Burrow, um, they're great. But I didn't think either was necessarily amazing in that AFC championship game. Mahomes pulled it out in the end, but the score is 20-20 in the fourth quarter. There's a perception that Mahomes and Burrow – uh, they're playing these 35-34 games, and they're just – they're not. 24-21 is where they're playing. And guess where the Titans play? In that same area on the scoreboard. Um, so if they can 
mold what they're doing and get back. I don't think they have to rebuild everything. And I think that's been the talking point where this is a Rustin Webster slash Ken Wisenhunt teardown from that era. I don't think this ownership group, Chad, I don't think this head coach or the new general manager is thinking that way at all. Well, and let's get into that because we're just a year removed from the Titans being the number one overall seed in the AFC. It's not ancient history. It may feel like that to some fans, but it was a year ago the Titans were hosting a divisional playoff game against Cincinnati as the number one seed. It was a year ago they sacked Joe Burrow nine times and lost on a last-second field goal to the eventual AFC champion, that same Bengals team that we saw battle the Chiefs in Arrowhead on Sunday. They're not that far removed from being a real factor to go to a Super Bowl uh, in the AFC. So these surface-level questions, here's one of them that I I keep hearing and I think we need to move past. You know, whose fault is it? Is it J-Rob's fault? Is it this? Does not matter anymore. Clearly the ownership says it's John Robinson's fault with whatever happened this season. They've moved forward with Rand Carthon. So to get past the surface-level questions that are out there, Hutton, what do the Titans truly need to address? What do they need to diagnose that they have right now? But also a way to move forward and fix some things that, that's within their reach. Yeah, and I, I think the key, you said there, what, what do they have to build around? Um, Henry proved that he's still a top three running back in, in the league. 2023, he's the answer to the question for how does this offense win in January? You know, it's about winning the division, of course, but how does this offense win in January? Henry's got to be um, – if he's not in his prime, he's got to be in that top three level again because, again, both games, defense is key, pass rush is key, stopping the run is key. You can win with great defense and a good offense. Great defense and a good offense. Henry is the answer. I, Tannehill can be enough for 2023. I'm not saying the future. I'm looking at this through the lens of Mike Vrabel. I don't think Mike Vrabel is looking at 2024. I think a lot of fans are. And I'm trying to come at this from a different angle where the head coach is not going to settle for just packing it in, especially when the owner, after what J-Rob did to rebuild the roster, she's firing him in the same year she gave him a raise and a, and a bonus and a bump in pay and uh, extensions on the contract. Look, Henry can be what he was this year, next year. But they have to pair that with a better offensive line. They have to pair that with options for Tannehill other than Traylon Burks, who half the time wasn't available. And then defensively, here's the key, Chad. What do they have to build around? Simmons, Landry's coming back. David Long will be back. Danico Autry, Fulton when healthy. You, I've certainly mentioned him in the mix. Kevin Byard. I maybe Dupree, but I've said on this podcast I don't think Dupree's back based on what he's making. McCreary had a good rookie season. Those are six good pieces and two maybes on defense for one of the biggest keys, which is great defense, good offense. And I'm all for having great offense. I'm just trying to be realistic about what they can do this offseason. They have complementary pieces as well with Tier Tart and uh, Walker, uh, Hooker. Monty Rice is, is okay. Hopefully he can develop the way David Long did. But, Chad, with the right additions, this defense, which was a top-10 unit 
that had games where it was good as any defense in the NFL, stretches where it was as good as any defense in the NFL this past season, that tells me when healthy, they can be a Super Bowl caliber defense. Now, pair that with consistency offensively and with a good offensive coordinator. That That's a major question, Hutton, that we're going to get into uh, in the next segment because the offensive coordinator hire, obviously, to go along with general manager, is a big one for the Titans. We talk a lot about alphas and having an alpha mentality. Yes. Uh, the Titans have had that over the years. In their best years, Hutton, you know this very well, they've had a locker room that consists of alphas. Is this now a locker room that needs more of them going into the 2023 season? Yes. I mean, I... I think that's really what they got away from. And it, it's alphas, but it's also um, guys who love ball. I think it's it's more difficult now to assess that trait uh, coming from the college level. And even, I mean, even from the, the the free agency aspect of this, they got away from that. They They brought in guys with injury histories and guys that I don't think truly love the game. They have those guys on their roster, don't get me wrong. Um but Vrabel making the comment towards the end of the season about uh, the eight the eight o'clock to four thirty type guys that was that was odd. It was the first time we had heard that, and it came after Robinson was fired. It was in that stretch in December. They think about how motivated KC Kansas City was after the game, and how disrespected they felt. That how dare you? How how dare you doubt us? right? For a yep. group that has been there and done that. And I don't get the sense that the Titans had that chip on their shoulder in regards to that. It was just kind of, oh, next man up. And it's a culture here. Well, the culture is all great until you have guys who come in and are drafted in free agency who don't really like football. They like the money. And I think they got a couple of guys like that and it trickled down. They got some picks wrong. They brought some guys in with injury histories in free agency and that crumbles the the culture, quite frankly. So the, the Titans need a locker room full of alphas that have the, the will to win and compete. They've got several. I know yeah. it sounds cliche, but they have they they have talented players that lack the desire to be great players or have had guys like that. Isaiah Wilson, for instance, very talented player at Georgia, just lacked the desire to be a great football player because he clearly didn't like football it, it i don't know how you draft those guys it'll get you fired and now that the gm and the head coach are on the same level playing field in terms of decision making it'll get you fired if you get it wrong again the titans did certainly appear to slip into mediocrity in that losing streak into being irrelevant they slipped into it like a warm bath yeah and uh, they did not go kicking and screaming into it uh, that is a problem and needs to be addressed this offseason, no doubt. Um, general manager has been addressed. Offensive coordinator, we're still waiting. Maybe we're waiting on one of the participants in the Super Bowl. We'll discuss when we come back. What direction should the Titans go? How important is this move compared to personnel moves on the current roster? That's next. This is Tennessee Power Hour, served up by Nelson's Greenbrier, Tennessee Whiskey. From Knoxville to Nashville. Titans news and analysis on the Tennessee Power Hour. Cheers, Hunt. Cheers, Withrow. And cheers to brothers Andy and Charlie Nelson. After a chance encounter, they dedicated their lives to resurrecting the family business. Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. And what they found is that whiskey runs in their blood. Made in Nashville, Tennessee, Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey is a taste of home with a real Nashville story. 
Head to GreenbriarDistillery.com for cocktail recipes and more info. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey and Nelson Brothers Bourbon now available throughout the great state of Tennessee. So ask for it at your favorite store. Get you some Greenbrier. Nelson's Greenbrier reminds you to drink responsibly. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, 45.5% alcohol by volume. Don't pay too much for your new Ford. Custom order it from Two Rivers Ford just outside Nashville. Two Rivers Ford is the premier volume Ford dealer in Tennessee. They've been locally owned since 1983, and they sell all their new non-specialty Fords at just 1% over invoice. That's right, 1% over invoice. They treat you right, and you'll always get the best price. I know because my family has been buying from them for years. So call Two Rivers Ford today at toll-free 800-900-1000. Hello, Tennessee Power Hour listeners. My name is Hunter Briley, and I am with Regal Realty Group. And my name is Richard Van Clive. I'm also with Regal Realty Group. And we are great friends that treat our clients like great friends, because that's how we want to be treated. We are also born and raised here in Middle Tennessee and support our local team. And with an economy that's affecting everything except the real estate market, it's important to do business with friends that can tell you what's what. From contract to closing, everything in between, we have you covered go to regalrg.com to get started and happy football season hey it's hutton if you're in need of catering from big events to your weekend family gathering my friends at edley's barbecue have you covered they've been voted nashville's best barbecue four years in a row but i've vouched for their nashville style barbecue far longer from corporate meetings to box lunches to weddings rehearsal dinners and holiday gatherings your neighborhood edley's barbecue location is where to turn edley's is a tribute to all things southern and authentic to all things tennessee nashville style barbecue edley's barbecue Order at edleysbbq.com. From Knoxville to Nashville, Titans news and analysis on the Tennessee Power Hour. We're back. Tennessee Power Hour served up by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly 45.5% alcohol by volume. Love Charlie and Andy Nelson. Love the Nelson brothers. Love that Tennessee whiskey. Love all of their products. Speaking of products, whenever you're sipping on that Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey, as I see Hutton put on a hat right now, I believe that hat reads Edley's Barbecue. When I think about Tennessee sipping whiskey, Hutton, I think about delicious Nashville-style barbecue. Edley's Barbecue is delicious. By now you know that. Meat smoked low and slow. Made from scratch. Side dishes. They've got brisket all day long, and they use the highest quality meats. They smoke their meats in-house daily, and they're great for catering parties, tailgates. I want to stress that as we continue uh, the, into the, the off-season of the Tennessee Power Hour. Edley's is your go-to for all things great barbecue and family-friendly atmosphere. Edley's is about the people. It's about their ownership with the Newman family, who are just outstanding. And every single person that you encounter – Throughout Edley Barbecue, Edley's Barbecue locations over the great state of Tennessee, you will find a neighborhood feel, a tribute to all things Southern, authentic to all things Tennessee, Nashville-style barbecue, Edley's Barbecue. Order at edleysbbq.com. Hutton, let's start talking about offensive coordinator with the Titans. When you look at this decision upcoming, is the offensive coordinator hire more important than any personnel move this team could make? Yes. I mean, think about what's been holding them back. And it's not just – I mean, again, I, I, Tannehill wasn't the the cause for concern throughout the season. The offensive line, and I thought a very 
major lack of creativity. And whenever they were creative, it's downing sense of when to go to certain plays that I don't think he was very good at. Um, you know, the end around, I always reference this, that Henry was on a tear against the Indianapolis Colts. And on that drive, he forced Malik Willis. He was he, when I say forced it, earlier in the in the quarter. He had he ran Willis out there, and then Willis came back to the sideline. And then he also had Willis lined up outside and put him in motion, and they didn't snap the ball to him. Uh, I think they either handed off to Henry or Tannehill threw a a short crosser or something. Point being, they were trying to set up this play where Willis was on the end around and that Tannehill was going to hand the football off to him. And they did it in short order. It's not like they set this up and then tried it again in the fourth quarter. And we know the rest, Willis fumbled the football. And I just, it, it, the, the the lateral play down in Houston, or was it Jacksonville? Um, that was Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> like, why call that? By the way, Hutton, that was, I, I, I laughed when the Chiefs, I wanted to bring this up this week on our on our show, Outkick yeah. 360 also. The Chiefs ran the same play, and I read an entire article, I think by Bill Barnwell, about this being the future of football, that we're witnessing options 15, well, 20 yards down the field being a part of football now moving forward, and Andy Reid and others are starting to use that. Now, I, I see that, I'm thinking, uh, well, you know, maybe Todd Downing was a visionary, but the problem with the play was, I mean, he had to throw the ball 50 yards. The Chiefs play made more sense because he's right next to him on a hook and lateral, right, when he well, when he on. sees it. The Chiefs play makes more sense because you have Patrick Mahomes throwing to Travis Kelsey. In yeah. this game, in a game, a win-and-in scenario where you are screwed depth-wise, Todd Downing ran this play with Joshua Dobbs, Traylon Burks, and some guy that wasn't even on the practice squad to begin the season. So uh, – it, it made zero sense. There was no feel. I mean, and that's not to say that he wasn't good at times. I'm, I'm not trying to trash him. He was very good this season on opening possessions. They were awful at that last year. Um, very good on opening possessions to start games. They were truly awful in the second half and in the fourth quarter. They scored three total touchdowns in the fourth quarter this season. And they've, they've got to get better in so many different areas offensively but this is an just Chad. You mentioned it. Big biggest hire, yes. Most important hire, yes. Because they have a chance to not recreate, but rethink how they go about being who they are, how they go about structuring their identity. Because they got away from that. They don't have an identity right now offensively. Even when Henry was running it well, they're not winning, and that's because they can't close out games in the second half. They just can't go get a score whenever it's time to go get a score with your quarterback, regardless of who's playing because of the, the the poor offensive line. Point being, no matter who the coordinator is, and it can be Tim Kelly, they have to be better at stacking plays that make the defensive coordinator chase the call, meaning he's already thinking, okay, I, I think they're setting this up. I'm chasing this with my next call. And the coordinator on the Titans sideline or up in the booth they're already two plays ahead of that guy. And the Titans have lacked that since Arthur Smith left. And look, I'm stating the obvious here um, with A.J. Brown getting ready to play in a Super Bowl in, in a couple of weeks. 
But a big part of the Titans' identity and the alpha in the locker room, in, in large part, was A.J. Brown. Yes. They trade him away. They draft Traylon Burks. On draft night, I'm thinking, well, at least I see the thinking here. Mm-hmm. They went ahead and traded A.J. Brown, and they drafted a guy whose college career looked a heck of a lot like A.J. Brown's and who physically looks a lot like A.J. Brown that can make big plays down the field for you. But because of injury, because of other factors, honestly, showing up out of shape yes. this year is a big part of it. We don't really know what Traylon Burks is right now. How big of a question is that for the Titans that they have to answer whether or not this guy is going to be, even if he's not A.J. Brown, is he going to be a number one receiver for this team? Well, this goes back to the earlier segment that I'm getting at. Shows up out of shape after being a great performer in the SEC Arkansas. We know the dude is talented. We know and we can see the potential. What I cannot answer is his desire. If he wants to be great, this is a team that can have the answer that we've all been talking about all season at wide receiver, if he wants to be great. But if the organization is unsure about how much he aspires to be a great player, and let's face it, uh, the dude geared up for the draft and then showed up out of shape, his own coach in college said he never heard of the asthma thing. Um, And that's not to say he doesn't have it, but he showed up out of shape. Chad, I mean, if you're unsure about his desire, you have to view him as a wide receiver two or wide receiver three. And then you have to find a number one. Now, if he's a number one, great. You can build around that guy. I just didn't see the true number one. I saw potential. I didn't see the guy that came in the way A.J. Brown did. And, you know, for all the offseason talk about, oh, they traded away A.J. because he was going to show up and – Say his knee hurt, so he wasn't going to practice. Great. They drafted a dude who showed up out of shape and couldn't make it through the opening drills. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a rough look to start with uh, with Traylon Burks, no doubt. Now, he did, he did improve as the year went on, so there's some encouraging things oh, no, there, no, but I, I he needs to improve a lot. I mean, I, I, I'm with you on this. Like, it's not to say, man, what a great story from where he started. Well, when you self-impose sanctions on yourself – Yes. By showing up that out of shape and you can't get through a drill, that's on you. So I'm not going to give you total credit for looking a lot better by the end of the year. Now, if he comes back ready to go in shape and he continues that improvement, that's a good sign for the Titans. Titans drafting 11th this year, higher than they have been drafting. That's a good sign for the Titans. Hutton, where are most mock drafts pointing the Titans to draft with this 11th pick? So far, offensive tackle and wide receiver. And that again... If you, if you view Traylon Burks as a number two, you're drafting wide receiver, I believe. Um, and you can address offensive line through free agency and decide who you want to retain and bring back. Chad, uh, offensive tackle is, is going to be, I think, the overwhelming majority selection in these mocks as we gear up for the draft. I don't, I don't blame that uh, my, set of uh, opinions, I guess. But – they may be in a, a really great position to get a true lead dog at wide receiver at 11 if you start looking around. So uh, one or the other, but they, they've they got to get a guy that can plug and play. And far too often in recent drafts, and it's not even the top of the draft, this this organization allows their rookies to come in and you know get acclimated. The best teams have rookies that are performing at a high level that come in and take over. You're allowed to do that in this league. Youth, look at the age of quarterbacks right now. You're allowed to do that in this league. 
it doesn't take you three or four years to actually uh, build up to the player that they're trying to think you are. Come in and make some make some plays, move the chains, and and find a receiver that can do that more effectively. Getting back to building the offensive front with non-first-round picks also. I'm thinking about Titans in the past, Michael Ruse in the second round, David Stewart late in the draft. You are allowed to go and get guys outside the first round that are 8, 10, 12-year players across your offensive front. I want to see the Titans do that. Now, if there's a great offensive tackle in that first round, pick them. But you're allowed to get really good long-term pros and solutions on the offensive line later in the draft. Speaking of football, a basketball team that plays like a football team in sneakers are the Tennessee Vols. We're going to talk about Tennessee's dominating performance against Texas and what to look for moving forward as as the calendar turns towards February. That's coming up next. This is the Tennessee Power Hour served up by Nelson Screenbrier, Tennessee Whiskey. From the honky tonks to rocky top. The Tennessee Power Hour continues next. Cheers, huh? Cheers, Withro. And cheers to brothers Andy and Charlie Nelson. After a chance encounter, they dedicated their lives to resurrecting the family business, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. And what they found is that whiskey runs in their blood. Made in Nashville, Tennessee, Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey is a taste of home with a real Nashville story. Head to GreenbrierDistillery.com for cocktail recipes and more info. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey and Nelson Brothers Bourbon now available throughout the great state of Tennessee. So ask for it at your favorite store. Get you some Greenbrier. Nelson's Greenbrier reminds you to drink responsibly. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, 45.5% alcohol by volume. Don't pay too much for your new Ford. Custom order it from Two Rivers Ford just outside Nashville. Two Rivers Ford is the premier volume Ford dealer in Tennessee. They've been locally owned since 1983, and they sell all their new non-specialty Fords at just 1% over invoice. That's right, 1% over invoice. They treat you right, and you'll always get the best price. I know because my family has been buying from them for years. So call Two Rivers Ford today at toll-free 800-900-1000. Hello, Tennessee Power Hour listeners. My name is Hunter Briley, and I'm with Regal Realty Group. And my name is Richard Van Clive. I'm also with Regal Realty Group. And we are great friends that treat our clients like great friends, because that's how we want to be treated. We are also born and raised here in Middle Tennessee and support our local team. And with an economy that's affecting everything except the real estate market, it's important to do business with friends that can tell you what's what. From contract to closing, everything in between, we have you covered go to regalrg.com to get started and happy football season hey it's hutton get prepared for your next tailgate with my friends at edley's barbecue you've got options wings in 25 or 50 count platters smoked pulled pork the best brisket tender turkey and scratch made sides family style edley's is perfect on game day or for take home edley's barbecue smokes all meats low and slow and all sides are classic family recipes fresh every day edley's is a tribute to all things southern and authentic to all things tennessee nashville style barbecue edley's barbecue order at edley's bbq this is the Tennessee Power Hour with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow. The Tennessee Power Hour rolls on, served up by Nelson Greenbrier, Tennessee Whiskey with Chad Withrow. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us. And what is the final episode of what has been a fun late summer, fall, winter podcast slash radio program on this great radio station across the great state of Tennessee. Chad, we are seeing great hoops on behalf of the Tennessee Volunteers. 
And case in point was the way they handled the Texas Longhorns. And now we're looking at the Tennessee Vols, the number two ranked team in the country behind only Purdue. Yeah, it's it's been an incredible season so far, Rick Barnes in Tennessee. We're going to get specifically into that Texas performance. But on you brought up that radio network. I want to I want to piggyback yeah. off that. Um, huge thanks to all of the great radio stations across the Tennessee that's partnered with us throughout the year. If you're listening on a frequency somewhere across the great state right now, we thank you for doing that. We thank our radio network. It reminds me of networks also. And a big thanks to Regal Realty Group and my buddies Hunter Briley and Richard Van Clive. They're all about network. That's very simple with them. They want good people in their network. They want to work with you. Them and their agents, their entire team at Regal Realty Group, they want to help you make the process easier. If you're buying or selling your house, Regal Realty Group will help you from contract to closing and everything in between. Let them do the heavy lifting and make it easy for you. Hit them up at RegalRG.com. Big thanks to Regal Realty Group. So here's Tennessee now, Hutton, second in the country in the AP, right behind Purdue. We kept looking at Tennessee and Alabama and thinking, man, this is headed to a February 15th, possibly one versus two if Purdue were to lose because both teams are going to be favored in every game leading up to that. Now, Alabama ran into a buzzsaw in Norman, Oklahoma on Saturday and got whipped by 28 points. It happens, especially on the road. Um, so that's probably not going to happen. Tennessee you know, could very easily lose a game or two also. They've got some road games coming up starting this week uh, at Florida. But this Tennessee team, to me, is, is built for the long haul. And I know this sounds like a broken record because we could have said this about the team a year ago. But I, I do think just overall, before we get into that Texas win, the thing about this team um, that I may like even more than a year ago at this time is Zakai Ziegler versus Kennedy Chandler. Kennedy Chandler's a better talent. Kennedy Chandler's better to just let the shot clock wind down and go and get a look or get to the free throw line, which is going to help you in March in, in certain situations. I think Zakai Ziegler, though, is better for the supporting cast of Tennessee basketball right now. He's a better facilitator. He's a better engine for this team. And I think that could end up being the difference. And if Olivier Kamwa can play anywhere close to the way he played on Saturday night, he's terribly inconsistent. He has these great games, and then he just no-shows for a couple games. He'll come out and score 24 points in a game. You never really know what you're going to get, but when he's on in the low post, that's a completely new element for Tennessee. We saw that on Saturday night against Texas where Kamwa was just terrific. And Ziegler, the player of the week, and, I mean, Chad, he is so good in multiple facets of his overall game. And he, he's improved even from last year when he was so good last year. So every coach in America wants to Kai Ziegler on their roster. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's, uh, he's got the dog in him, as, as they like to say, as the kids like to say. Look, if you can find a guy that's a complete diamond in the rough like this, coming from New York City, didn't really have any major offers coming out. Uh, Rick Barnes' staff watched him in an AAU game when they were there to watch a teammate or someone else he was playing, and it was this kid's effort that, that stuck out to them. And I, I never thought, when they offered him, I'm thinking, okay, he's going to be a player by his junior year. I mean, he was a player a year ago, a big yeah. part of that team. And now he may be the biggest factor on this team. You go back to that game in Starkville, Mississippi, at Mississippi State, where they had injury and illness, Vescovy out, 
Um, they're down Tyreek Key. They had no other options at point guard in that game. He played all 40 minutes. He hit the biggest shots of the game in the second half. Every time Mississippi State would get it really close, he kept them at arm's length by hitting a big three. He came out and hit, I think, 10 straight points at one point, late second quarter, and then early in the second half, a few big threes that turned that from a 12-point game quickly to a 22-point game against Texas. That's just his scoring that we're talking about right now. I think what he brings in terms of a pest defensively mixed with someone who can distribute and get the offense going. Watch Tennessee when Zakai Ziegler has to take a break during the game. It is so much more pass, dribble, 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 back someone in, pass, dribble, 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 back someone in. When Ziegler's in there, they're flowing. It looks like a stream going downhill. They're moving. He is getting people in the right spots. The, the ball's not hitting the floor as much. It's a completely different team. It looks like old-school NBA where you throw it into Shaq and he just back people in when Zakai Ziegler's not in. When he is in, that's when they're flowing at their best. I think he may be the most important player on this team. Uh, you're right that every team in college basketball would love to have a kid like Zakai Ziegler and how hard he plays. And I, I think if Tennessee's going to make a run in March, I mean, we know right now they're having a, a very impressive regular season. And they got a chance to be a number one seed at this point in the year heading into February. That's all you could ask for, for a team that was outside the top 10 to start the year. But if they're going to make a run and they're going to buck the trend of what we talk about negatively with Rick Barnes, Zakai Ziegler is probably going to be the biggest factor in doing that. So let, let, this is the, the final episode of, of the 21 weeks that we've done the Tennessee Power Hour, Chad. Um, so let's kind of set the table of – going to the backstretch of the SEC schedule, getting ready for the SEC tournament, and then you spin forward into, into March Madness. We The ceiling can be a title for this team. Just look at how they're playing. Look where they're ranked. If they're a one seed, absolutely. Where's the floor, right? Like that's you, – you and I were talking earlier this week. It, very unfortunate to draw Michigan yeah. on a down year for them, right? Like what, what's, what's the floor – for the Tennessee Volunteers that you see this year compared to recent seasons? You know, Hutton, I think it's honestly probably what we saw a year ago. I think it's it's getting a two or three seed in the tournament and then matching up with the wrong seven or ten seed or six or eleven seed. Michigan was an eleven seed a year ago. You know, Michigan yeah. right now is trending towards probably being an eleven seed again. <laughs> if they get in, you know, that they're yeah. gonna battle to even be in the tournament, but if they get in, they just got smoked by Penn State on Sunday. But that's the type of team that they have the talent that's comparable to a Tennessee if they get into a second-round game. So I really do think that's the floor. I mean, look, we've seen crazy upsets before. St. Peter's beat a very talented Kentucky team a year ago. No one saw that coming. Certainly Tennessee could lose in the first round. I don't think that happens. Um, but right. I would say the floor is, is second round. I, and I, I do think the ceiling is a national championship. I, I look at teams that you don't think of national championship pedigree or even some that have never won one before. I think Tennessee, Alabama, Houston, Purdue. If I'm looking at a year to buck the trend of Blue Bloods, those are four teams I'm watching right now that have national championship DNA in them. Those four, Purdue, Houston, Alabama, Tennessee that you could have a first-time college basketball national champion this year out of, out of at least two of those programs. And what can be the X factor? Their defense. 
the Tennessee Vols basketball team defensively is elite. It's tough to score 60 points on them. So we asked Dan Dockich, host of Don't At Me, right here on the the Outkick Network, weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central. You can search us on YouTube and at outkick.com. Here's Dan Dockich's response on what makes this Tennessee defense so great. Hey, I, I swear to God, it's a little bit the same as Kansas. They get in a stance. They stay in a stance. I'm talking about Tennessee now. And here's the other thing. When you can guard your guy, watch this next time you see Tennessee uh, play basketball. When you can guard your guy and you don't need help, holy cow, is that effective in modern basketball. Now, when there's a ball screen, the guy guarding the screener's got to jump out and he's got to hedge or do whatever you want to do. There's about 10 different ways to play it. But I'm just talking about guarding your man, keeping your man in front of you. Basically, college basketball offenses have become like the old zone offenses where everybody is trying to dribble a gap. I'm trying to get you to commit to help on me. And then I kick it to your man and we do it again. Tennessee, I think, I swear to God, I think they're the best in the country at guarding their own guy. Purdue does it really well, too, but Purdue's got that big monster, you know, ready to block shots and look at you and scare you, Edie. If guys continually get past you on the perimeter, then defensive bigs have to come and help. What does that open up? It opens up the backboard. So now you're getting beat with offensive rebounds. I just saw it. I was sitting literally in the second row behind Chris Holtman, the Ohio State game. Indiana guys kept beating them. Help had to come, and Indiana's freshmen were just standing on the weak side tipping balls in. I'm telling you, man, Tennessee and Rick Barnes, nobody guards their man better than them. It sounds so simple, but it's almost impossible to do in college basketball as well as Tennessee does. Coming up on the Tennessee Power Hour, we – Switch gears, we talk football, and specifically, quarterback Hendon Hooker will discuss his pro prospects and why he was allowed at the Senior Bowl this week, even though he's not able to participate. That's next on the Tennessee Power Hour, served up by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. From the hockey tonks to Rocky Top, the Tennessee Power Hour continues next. Cheers, huh? Cheers, Withrow. And cheers to brothers Andy and Charlie Nelson. After a chance encounter, they dedicated their lives to resurrecting the family business, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. And what they found is that whiskey runs in their blood. Made in Nashville, Tennessee, Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey is a taste of home with a real Nashville story. Head to GreenbrierDistillery.com for cocktail recipes and more info. Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey and Nelson Brothers bourbon now available throughout the great state of Tennessee. So ask for it at your favorite store. Get you some Greenbrier. Nelson's Greenbrier reminds you to drink responsibly. Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey, 45.5% alcohol by volume. Don't pay too much for your new Ford. Custom order it from Two Rivers Ford just outside Nashville. Two Rivers Ford is the premier volume Ford dealer in Tennessee. They've been locally owned since 1983, and they sell all their new non-specialty Fords at just 1% over invoice. That's right, 1% over invoice. They treat you right, and you'll always get the best price. I know because my family has been buying from them for years. So call Two Rivers Ford today at toll-free 800-900-1000. Hey, it's Hutton. Get prepared for your next tailgate with my friends at Edley's Barbecue. You've got options, wings in 25 or 50 count platters, smoked pulled pork, the best brisket, tender turkey, and scratch-made sides family style. Edley's is perfect on game day or for take-home. Edley's Barbecue smokes all meats low and slow, and all sides are classic family recipes, fresh every day. Edley's is a tribute 
to all things Southern and authentic to all things Tennessee. Nashville style barbecue, Edley's barbecue. Order at edleysbbq.com. Hello, Tennessee Power Hour listeners. My name is Hunter Briley, and I am with Regal Realty Group. And my name is Richard Van Clive. I'm also with Regal Realty Group. And we are great friends that treat our clients like great friends. Because that's how we want to be treated. We are also born and raised here in Middle Tennessee and support our local team. And with an economy that's affecting everything except the real estate market, it's important to do business with friends that can tell you what's what. From contract to closing, everything in between, we have you covered. Go to RegalRG.com to get started. And happy football season. is the Tennessee Power Hour with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow. Wrapping up the Tennessee Power Hour, served up by Nelson's Greenbrier, Tennessee Whiskey, powered by OutKick. With Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Chad, um, we wrapped up the last segment with Dan Dockage giving his response to what makes this Tennessee defense so elite. What do you think uh, when you heard the former coach, the former player, and now host with OutKick? discussing the balls and specifically its defense. I think he summed it up really well about Tennessee's ability just to guard guys one-on-one and you don't need help that when you get in a one-on-one situation, Tennessee takes such pride in man-to-man defense and the individual players locking down their guy. I think he's spot on. Now it's a physical thing too. You have to be athletic enough and have the ability to play defense that level and be really good on one-on-one defense, much like it's a skill set to be really good in one-on-one offense. Same applies to the defensive end. Tennessee definitely has that. It's something that Rick Barnes preaches. He's great at individual growth and development in the offseason, and that's a big part of their focus is getting better in one-on-one defense. And Hunt, when I watch Tennessee play defense, it's almost like someone cursed them. You know, that, that when they play against them, like, how dare you? How dare you try to back me in? I feel like almost all their players yeah. take personal pride in stopping their guy if they try to take them one-on-one. Uh, the one caveat to that, I think at times, Olivier Kamwa, um, he seeks going to help side and getting the big block. And at times, maybe he could be a liability in one-on-one defense. I think Erosh Plavsic down low. While his big body helps on defense, that can be the case with him also. But overall, Tennessee's a great defensive team, and a big part of that is their one-on-one defense. I agree with Dan Dockich on this one, that they are a great team at locking down their guy and not needing to help off. And that, that helps Rick Barnes coach, that helps them defensively, and it helps them on the offensive end also. If you're enjoying this, we want you to reach out to the station that you're listening to right now, the great partner with us, and let them know that you enjoyed the last 21 weeks discussing all things Tennessee athletics and Titans football. And speaking of football, Hendon Hooker. We had Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, by and large, Chad, putting the pads on and actually going one-on-one in a physical matchup helps players more than the shorts and the T-shirts, especially in the trenches. The speed matters at the combine, no doubt. The agility test, the measurements, the medicals. Speaking of medicals, Hendon Hooker is recovering from the ACL injury, the surgery. And we asked Jim Nagy aloud, how do you go about with your 125 players determining who's going to participate and who's not? And if they made an exception for Hendon Hooker or if this is something they do on an annual basis. 
Yeah, it's, it's a total one-off deal. Um, it's not it's not good business for us to like bring a guy down that's injured. Uh, you know, the year of COVID, we kind of went. The year of COVID was different. You know, we were the only thing that happened that year in the draft process. No combine, no other all-star games. Uh, you know, we stuck our necks on the line and, and bubbled this thing and tested everyone every day and yeah. spent six hundred thousand dollars in COVID costs to have the game. Um, you know, and we had Devontae Smith in the game, Landon Dickerson in the game, guys that were committed since the beginning of November. And then subsequently, they got hurt in the college football playoff and, and couldn't come compete. But in a year where there was nothing else in the draft process, um, I just felt it was the right thing to do to bring those guys, let them connect with the teams face to face. And that was their only shot. Well, fast forward the next year and there were agents wanting, wanting me to bring injured players out yeah. of the game. And we're like, no, we're not about that. But in this case, at the quarterback position where classroom time is so valuable, interview time is so valuable. And for a guy like Hendon, that really was one of the faces of college football this year. He, he really earned the odd opportunity. Um, so for him to come down and go through the week, he's going to stay through Friday um, and just be in the room and, and get these get these face-to-face meetings with teams. Um, again, one-off thing, but I was just trying to do the right thing by Hendon. So that's your call. Are you, You're certainly getting feedback, though, from the league on what who, who guys want to talk with, I'm assuming, or am I, am I way off base on this? Yeah, no, I mean, Hendon's a guy that he started the year. We had him in like the fourth round area along with Bo Nix, really the two guys for us that were had day three grades coming into the year that, that ascended and, and finished the year for us, for our staff in that in that day two area was Hendon and Bo Nix. Um, and that's that's really was the consensus of the league as well. Most of those, you know, those guys were like twos and threes, but mostly threes on both of them. Um, so, yeah, why would we bring a guy that most of the league had, you know, late two, late day two grades on um, that really deserves this opportunity, earn this opportunity? I loved what he said about Hooker had earned the opportunity based on his play. I can't be the only one that heard that also when he talked about, you know, Hendon Hooker being one of the, the real faces of college football and main talking points all year. And that's why he earned the right to be there thinking, man, he should have been a Heisman finalist. Yeah. <laughs> Once yeah, again, it kind of brought up those memories of, man, I yeah. really wish he would have gone to New York. Not, not even won it, but just been a finalist, been there in the front row at the downtown athletic club. Would have been really cool. Uh, for Tennessee and for and for Hendon Hooker, obviously, uh, yeah. I mean, look, he, he is a guy. You know, Stetson Bennett this past weekend. We, we talked to Jim Nagy on Outkick 360 about him making the decision to not go and then getting himself in trouble in, in Dallas. That's the opposite of Hendon Hooker, and this is not to knock. Um, you know, Stetson Bennett. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm sure he'll move on from this, learn from it, be fine. But you really don't have to worry about that with Hendon Hooker in an age that. You can never truly be surprised about anything. Hutton, I would truly be surprised if Hendon Hooker ever got in any trouble the way Stetson Bennett did. So his ability to interview with these teams, to talk offense, but also just to show his leadership qualities and how mature he is. He's also an older guy. You know, he's going to be 25 pretty soon in the NFL. So when you look at his age as well, there, I think what NFL teams are going to see Jim Nagy talked about Stetson Bennett, and teams want to see also, can you be a really good backup? Because to be a backup, you have to be reliable, dependable. You have to put your ego aside and do what's best for the team and help the starting quarterback. They interview guys to see if they have the ability to do that. Strike one against Stetson Bennett for not going to the Senior Bowl and this happening. I think that Hendon Hooker, while he knows he can be a starter in the NFL and wants to do that, he is going to blow these teams away with his ability to put ego aside. How do I know that? The dude didn't start over Joe Milton when he transferred to Tennessee. 
He transferred to a different coach in Jeremy Pruitt, who was pretty soon fired. He stuck with it. He stayed. He wasn't the starter after spring where he was. They bring in Joe Milton. He becomes a starter. He doesn't pout. He keeps working. Joe Milton goes down, and he made the absolute most of his opportunity over the next two seasons as the starting quarterback at Tennessee. He's not going to pout. He is going to be reliable. He's going to be dependable. All of those things, check, 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 check for Hendon Hooker. He's going to show that to everyone in Mobile. I think it's a great opportunity for him. And I applaud Jim Nagy for doing this and including him in this and making an exception for Hendon Hooker. Chad, let's discuss this for a minute. In, a, in an era where contract extensions are handed out just for the sake of handing out money in college athletics, the level up was warranted. Danny White, by reports, is the highest paid AD in the conference. And Josh Heupel is on the same playing field as the top coaches in the SEC. Yeah, it, it's a no-brainer. I mean, the overall look of the Tennessee athletic program right now, it, it, if, if not the best, certainly one of the two or three best moments in, in school history. Just a snapshot right now. Tennessee basketball is number two in the country. Tennessee football is coming off an 11-win season and an Orange Bowl championship. And they're going to be a, probably a top-10 team starting next year also. Uh, Tennessee baseball is, if not the best, the second-best team in America based on what poll you know you look at with Tony Vitello. Lady Vols basketball has been disappointing in the non-conference this year. They're 8-1 and one in the SEC. So they're putting it together now that they're getting players healthy. The health and stability of every program right now and Danny White's control over that, and he's been a big part of it, uh, he didn't make all of these hires, but his level of, of, of sustainability and keeping things flowing and marketing at Tennessee, just that scene at Thompson Bowling Arena on Saturday night was terrific. One of the best college basketball atmospheres you'll see with the noise and everything they had going on for their big game against Texas and the battle for the real UT, which, by the way, is going to turn into a great rivalry great. once Texas moves into the SEC in, in every sport. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I, I didn't bat an eye. I mean, Tennessee needs to reward good work. I, I am all for, instead of doing something that's preventative and paying someone and giving them more years in a contract because you fear something, I'm all for rewarding someone for work. Reward Josh Heupel for what he's done and what he continues to do. Reward Danny White for what he's done and continues to do. I have no problem with any of these raises. It makes a lot of sense. Let's wrap up the final minute of the final episode of Season 1 of the Tennessee Power Hour by thanking our great partners Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, Edley's Barbecue, our great friends at Two Rivers Ford, and Regal Realty Group. And Chad, most importantly, to all of the great listeners listening to this great radio station right now and listening to this podcast, we thank you. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the support. Thank you for sharing, liking, subscribing. And we want you to enjoy the offseason and gear up for what we hope is a season two as 2023 progresses. And I'll just close by saying this. We love you all. I love you. I love our listeners. Love I love our stations. I love our sponsors. I love I love all of you that are a part of this. So I, I just end by saying love, love, and love. For Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton. In the meantime, check out Outkick.com and Outkick360. And thanks for listening to the Tennessee Power Hour, served up by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey.